Life Audio. Hello and welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast with Trisha and Michelle. We're just two friends reading through the Bible chronologically and encouraging you to do the same. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, Daily Bible Podcast, or go to our website, dailybiblepodcast.net. We are going through the one-year chronological Bible, and we will have links for that in our show notes and also at our website. We also have a community group. Just look for Daily Bible Podcasts under community groups. And I love hearing people share stories, share scripture that stands out to them, share how they are applying it to their lives. It is so encouraging. And, you know, when they, when someone says, I love this point and I never thought about it this way before. And then they bring out something that they saw and I'm like, oh, I never saw it that way before either. We're just building up the body of Christ as we share these truths. Holy Spirit is in me and it's in you and it's in all of us. And we are just sharing more about God's word together. Well, and there's something that happens when we build community around God's word because we feed on each other and it, we, you see that anywhere. People who like coffee, people who like, um, jazz music, people who like, I don't know, whatever you like, you see those people feeding off of each other and sharing new and interesting material. And that's really our hope is that, that we are building a community. Not, it's not about Trisha and Michelle. It's about this community that's being built so that we can continue encourage each other in the pursuit of not just reading the word, but our pursuit of God. Because we know if we pursue him, if we seek him, which was the word of the day a couple of days ago, if we seek God, he's going to meet us there and he's going to give us riches and abundance and wisdom. And we need to sit there. Okay. Sorry. Sorry about that sermonette. Let's just get on with our reading today. (laughs) Okay. So we read Proverbs 14, 15, and 16 today. Okay, today we're going to start talking about fear. Now, not fright or terror, but fear of the Lord, which we hear about a lot in these Proverbs. So Proverbs 14, this fear of the Lord is not a rational dread, but a healthy reverence for God's knowledge and power and direction. It's the conviction that God alone possesses infinite knowledge, holiness, and fairness. And so numerous scriptures speak of fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14. 14.2 says, whoever fears the Lord walks uprightly, but those who despise him are devious in their ways. Um, And when we have reverence and awe for God, it impacts our actions and our decisions and even our character. It compels us to have integrity and to have honor and to make right choices. Also, I loved Proverbs 14.27. It says, the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life that one may turn from the snares of death. And I just love that fountain of life. Reminds me of, I've got a river of life flowing out of me. That that song from Sunday school. Walk and the blind to see. Yes, good. (laughs) But it's the source of spiritual nourishment. Wisdom Mm. leads us to embrace abundant life that God desires. Like this fountain of life and wisdom is there. And he's like, I have this here for you. The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. So good. So good. And then we turn from this fountain of life to to understand that our tongues 
have mm-hmm. consequences for good and for bad. And we read that in Proverbs 15, how a soft answer will turn away anger and how gentle words are a tree of life. There's a lot of things that give to this tree of life and gentle words are a tree of life. And so I just like to think of it this way. Good words are like a tree that continually brings life from its shade and fruit. Mm -hmm. And our words have the power to do far more good than we often think. They really do. And a few days ago, we saw how a wise man will listen and take advice from his father. And today we see how a fool despises his parents' correction and discipline. And what was it yesterday? We were talking about how a wise young man actually loves being corrected by Mm -hmm. his dad. And and then we also see in Proverbs 15, be hungry for knowledge, to seek it. Again, it feels like we're going, we're kind of like a little bit on a treadmill and we're seeing some of these themes and some of these, these words and, and, and some phrases are repeated, but sometimes it's like Solomon's coming at it or some of these other wise people who've writ- written Proverbs are coming at it from just a slightly different take. But they say, be hungry for knowledge, seek it, don't be a fool and look for ways to start a fight. Don't walk in the way of the lazy man or reject discipline. Think before you speak, listen to constructive criticism, and surround yourself with wise advisors. Mm-hmm. And, and Proverbs 16 just flows out of that. It says there's a wealth of wisdom for navigating life with integrity and humility and trust in God. It also underscores the power of our words and encourages us to seek God's guidance in decision making. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Proverbs 16.8 complements this, better to have a little with godliness than to be rich and dishonest. And then the next verse says, we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. And so ultimately, we are reminded that living with wisdom and integrity and trust leads to favor and honor and being on the right path. You know, these Proverbs remind us to look up to God, to commit our actions to Him, to follow Him, to have godly lives. And when we make our plans as we're looking up, and as we're seeking wisdom, he will give us the right answer. And I was like, there's so many decisions that we make in life and we can just be impulsive and just whatever, whatever comes to mind. But when we pause and look up to God, then he will direct our paths. Oh, so true. So true. I love sitting in the Proverbs and trying to learn wisdom. Um, there's so many times I feel like I have no wisdom. And I think that's a lot of us is that we sit there and we're like, oh, has God really imparted that on us yet? Mm-hmm. And yet we, as we sit in the Proverbs and also as we know from James, we can come to God and seek and find that wisdom and ask for it. And so that's what we're seeing here. Hey, we need to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to have the word of the day, but first we'll hear from our sponsor. Stay tuned. The word of the day is reverence. So reverence is kind of a fancy Mm. word, but it means deep respect for someone or something. And it comes from a gesture indicative of respect. So like a bow or a curtsy, like if the queen or now king... King Charles. It sounds. By. It sounds like a big word or an old word. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm. I'm thinking of like back in the royal days, and I don't know even know what I'm talking about with the royal days. I'm. But I'm thinking <laughs> of 
back in the good old days is what you think of when you you hear the word reverence. You're going to curtsy, you're going to bow, you're going to, yeah, just give reverence. Or a big high cathedral. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah. And you, yeah, respect. It's respect. And the cathedrals mm-hmm. were built, we talked about this before, to show the people like God is a big, important thing. Like, you, look at this mm-hmm. cathedral. This is where we worship him. It just gave them something to look at. And so when I think of that, yeah, I think of like the royal family and Kritzine. I think of lowering yourself, but you're lifting someone else up. You're showing someone else respect. Um, and so a key to many of the Proverbs is reverence for God. When we revere God and submit to him, to his wisdom and his guidance, we have confidence and assurance in his faithfulness. Um, Proverbs fourteen twenty six says, in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. And so the fear of the Lord really extends beyond our individual lives. It is a generational impact. The reverence for God provides a refuge for our children and for our grandchildren. Like when they see us revering God and fearing him, well, let's pray about this. Let's not be too hasty. Mm -hmm. Let's, what does the Lord say? What does God's word say about this? We have confidence because God is with us. Like that reverence really gets passed on. And I was just talking to my daughter, Leslie, we've mentioned before, she lives in the Czech Republic. And recently they lost a family member. So her husband, Hansa, his great great aunt just passed away. And so Hansa's grandfather is the youngest of nine children. And they are part of the Christian Brethren Church, which was Reformation. This church came out of Reformation, like it's been there for centuries and it's Ooh. got started in the Czech Republic. And Leslie was saying that all nine children were, are spread all over the country. So all over the Czech Republic and they're all leaders and founders of these Christian brethren churches that came from the wow. reformation. So this is, and that this, I'm like, I got to find out more about this. I just what ordered a great a, legacy. I know. I just ordered a book on the Christian brethren churches because it came out of Jan Hus was, was one of the reformers right It's around the time of Martin Luther. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of reformation where they're saying, no, God is for all people. It's not just for the priests. Like all people should have God's word. And so Hans's family was, they were Christians through communism. So that just ended in the early nineties. Um, mm-hmm. through the Nazis being there, through all these world powers, it's always been invading this poor little country of the Czech Republic. But this family has stayed Christians. These nine children, which Hansa's grandpa is the youngest, have been leaders and built churches all around the country. And this is a country that less than 1% of people are Christian. It's like, and if the people that really say like true Christians are like point, I don't know, one, eight percent, like it's such a small number, but yet this family for generations that my daughter has married into, I want to know, like, I wish I knew who was the one person that had reverence for God. That's like, no, God mm-hmm. is important. We're going to fear God. So no matter what the government says, no matter if we get imprisoned, no matter if the KGB is following us, which they did during communist times, they followed the Christians. Um, Someone started that, that reverence for God, and they said, no, I believe in God. I'm going to believe what his word says, and that has continued through generations. And now Leslie's married to Hansa. My grandchildren are being raised in this Christian family. It's just amazing how our reverence for God really can be passed on through generations. That's such a beautiful story, that deep awe and love and um 
and just respect for God. And, and you can also see not just the respect for God, which is the number one, but for family and how important it was to have a family that continues to march in the ways of God. You know, I'm thinking about the, the Israelites making that covenant with mm-hmm. God, even though they faltered, but they're, they're, Initially, they were like, yes, my children will follow you. And we're seeing that in, in Hansa's family is that they were like, yes, this is what we will do. We will continue walking in these ways and we'll continue ministering the gospel to a country that doesn't want to hear about you, God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's incredible. That's, it just really makes me wonder. And I'm going to, I'm just going to ask some really tough questions and that of our listeners. And that is, how are you revering God today? I mean, as you listen to this story, how are you revering God today? That's going to pass on a legacy. That's going to pass on a legacy to your children and to your children's children to pass on a legacy to people around you. I mean, what does that look like? What, what really does that look like of you revering God? And it, and it might not, maybe your legacy isn't going to be passing it the way that Hansa's family passed it down. Maybe your family, maybe your legacy and your reverence of God is going to look different, but how are you fostering that swell of reverence in your heart for our heavenly father so that all can see, you know, I keep thinking through Solomon's life and how God used him to show the nations, how great and big he was. I mean, the fact that queen Sheba traveled a thousand and five hundred miles to meet this king is still like, whoo, it's got my head still spinning, you know, and God used all God and Solomon used all that God gave him humbly. And so like, what can we be doing? What can we be doing? What should we be doing? And um, so just got us, just wanted us to think through, through some questions today. It's so good. And it, it makes me think of like, when you ask like, how are you revering God today? And what does it look like? It, it all has to start somewhere. Like I mentioned before, it yeah. just all started with one of Hans's ancestors. But I've even been thinking about um, when John and I first got married, I had grown up, my, my mom was a new Christian, my stepdad was not a Christian. And we went to church, my grandma became a Christian. Um, I remember in elementary school. But I remember when I was first married, I had never read the book the Bible by myself, like regularly, like we go to church and kind of hear it, started reading here and there. And then I decided when I had a three-year-old and a newborn baby that I was going to make a time to get up and start reading God's word. And Mm. there'd be seasons I did and seasons I didn't, you know, having little babies around. Um, Then years later, when I had my third baby, it's like, no, this is something I'm going to be committed to. And I remember we went to this, the church that, and they had Bible classes. And so I started taking these Bible classes and they did this test at the beginning. And it was like a, they wanted to know what we knew before we started the Bible classes. And it was like, um, who is, uh, you know, who did God, um, tell to sacrifice his son or who was the godly king of Egypt? I mean, not Egypt of Israel that said is a man of after God's own heart. I had all these questions. I had no clue. I had no clue if Abraham lived after Jesus, before Jesus, because it was just like Sunday school stories, but nothing was like mm-hmm. tied together. And looking at that person to say, like, someday you and your friend are going to be talking about the Bible every day on a podcast. It's like I knew so little, but that daily getting into God's word, that reverence for him 
changed my life, has been an example to my kids. It's changed so many things. And so I just want to encourage you, listener, if this is just the beginning of you getting started and you're like, I am, I just know nothing and I'm just learning so much. Like the reverence that you're having right now to sit down with God's word, to listen to this podcast, to share about what you're learning is a huge thing. And it is going to impact generations. It's going to impact you Mm -hmm. and those around you. It is going to make a big difference. Trisha, can you pray for us just that we will have reverential awe today and pass down a legacy of that? Mm -hmm. Dear Heavenly Father, um, we just come to you with reverence and I I pray that you also help us have more reverence for you and the questions um, that Michelle asked that we will really think about them, Lord, help us to think about how are we revering you? Are we just like getting caught up in the things of this world or are we saying, you know what, this moment matters instead of like, scrolling social media, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna dig into your word a little bit more. Um, and just help us to see that every moment matters and that the little decisions lead up to really whether we fear you or not, and whether we respect you or not in our daily lives. Lord, I'm feeling convic- convicted right now for all the little moments I waste when I'm just mm. letting my mind be distracted by other things mm-hmm. that don't even matter, Lord. And I pray that we will grow in reverence, that we will um, impact generations, and that we will just glorify you in the process. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we are sending you off with some daily encouragement to get in the Word and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, if you don't have the one-year chronological Bible that we are using, we have links to that Bible in our show notes, and it's also in the Kindle format. Also in the show notes is a monthly and yearly schedule of the Bible reading plan that we are following. Okay, so tomorrow we're continuing We're continuing on in Proverbs, Proverbs 17, Proverbs 18, and Proverbs 19. And I want to take a second here to thank the team at Life Audio. You would not be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without their partnership. Go to lifeaudio.com and find other great podcasts that are going to encourage you and strengthen you in your walk with God today. Also, you would not be listening to Daily Bible Podcast without Andy and Kristen. Thank you, too. You are the dynamic duo. Yay. Thank you. And we will see you here tomorrow. Bye-bye.